Hey, are you here? <laughs> well, since I'm here, I'm going to assume you're here. And just to clarify, I mean here. The Paul Leslie Hour. You know, you're speaking of the here and now. Paul McCartney's just about to turn 80 years old. And we wish him a very, very happy birthday here. And it brings to mind this interview recorded at a fancy hotel in the Hotlanta, Georgia. Our special guest today is Abe Laboreal Jr., drummer for Paul McCartney. Abe Laboreal Jr. is the son of the legendary bassist Abraham Laboreal Sr. Now, Abe Laboreal Jr. toured with guitarist Steve Vai, and then he went on tour with K.D. Lang. When recording artist Sting saw him perform and asked Laboreal to join his touring band. Oh boy, Abe Laboreal Jr. has worked with the likes of Show Crow, Fiona Apple, Eric Clapton, Jill Will, Vanessa Carlton, Steve Lukather, Chris Isaac, French artist Johnny Halliday, Natalie Cole, and, well, lots more. And for a long time now, Abe Laboreal Jr. has been touring and recording with Paul McCartney. Sir Paul McCartney. He appeared in a couple of live albums and worked with him in the studio a lot, a bunch, many times. Hey, listen for just a moment if you would, please. You can, if you are so inclined, to help the Paul Leslie Hour. Just go to www.thepaulleslie.com slash support. Only takes a minute. And we thank you. That's a heartfelt thanks. Now let's get that interview with Abe going. Abe Laboreal Jr. Right now. Right here. I'm going to start this interview with a quote from our special guest, Mr. Abe Laboreal Jr. When I'm up on stage, I am not thinking about the show. I'm almost in a transcendental meditation or something. I feel like I kind of leave and observe the whole time. I am staring at faces and definitely feeling the audience, and it's beautiful. So it is with great pleasure that we welcome our special guest, Mr. Abe Laboreal Jr. Thank you for having me. <laughs> My pleasure. My first question, who is Abe Laboreal Jr.? Ooh. Well, my dad and I have this argument all the time. Uh, no, actually, he's not junior, is he? But we always go back and forth saying, no, my name is Abe Laboreal. Um, no, I don't know. Uh, I'm a drummer. I'm a musician also. And uh, I'm a guy who likes to cook and a guy who just likes to live life to the fullest. I think it would be the simplest way to put it. It was great. You just mentioned your, your father. And we had an opportunity to interview Mr. Abraham Laboreal Sr. So I wanted to know, what was life like for you growing up in such a musical environment? And second of all, what things about music have your brother and your father taught you? Hmm. Well, um, growing up in, in that environment, um, not only my father being a genius musician, but also my mother actually uh, self-taught. Uh, piano player and guitarist and singer, um, as well as a pediatrician, way too smart. Um, but she and my father always had all kinds of music all the time in our house, uh, whether it be, um, you know, 
the Bulgarian women's choir or some African tribal music or, you know, there was just always something playing in our house that, that was educational as well as inspiring. Um, so we kind of grew up with this feeling that music had no boundaries, um, and that we could, uh, you know, take all those influences and, and turn them, you know, interpret them, if you will, into our own expression. So it was a very supportive environment. Um, you know, luckily, very supportive. They let me play drums starting at the age of four, uh, let me bash away on my drum kit, I'm sure, to, to many a headache. But, uh, but they let me, you know, make a lot of noise in the house. So, um, and I guess, yeah, as far as what my, what my dad and brother have taught me is, um, is just truly, I guess to be true to, to my heart and to always serve the music, um, and to always put that first. You know, I think it's something that, that the three of us all have in common when it comes to our approach to music. That is the goal. It's, it's nothing else but to make music to its fullest. Can you remember favorite music growing up? It's always been pop based rock, whether it's the Beatles or Journey or, uh, trying to think who else um the police you know it was always that kind of uh, style of music for me um you know it i i craved melody and i craved uh, an intensity to, to to musical arrangement so yeah but it was a varied style it was a varied style i listened to a lot of stuff i loved genesis i loved zeppelin uh god peter paul and mary i mean you know you, you name it we listened to it Runs the gambit. Yeah. When someone listens to music that you played on, or whether you're playing with Paul McCartney, or at the hot potato. Mm -hmm. The baked potato. The baked potato. That's okay. (laughs) What is it that you hope that the listener gets out of the experience of listening? Um, I hope that the listener gets to lose themselves just like, like I'm doing, you know, I, when again, like you mentioned that, that quote, but it really is true. I'm not up there thinking about myself. I'm up there being in the moment, thinking about everyone else that's in, involved in the process. And I think if the listener can join in that state, it's a, it, it would be a beautiful thing, you know? So that's my goal is to, to invite everyone into that state of mind well maybe you could tell us your recollection of the first time that you played in public it might have been when when i was on tour with not as a not as a musician but traveling with my father through europe with his band koinonia and i think i was around 13 and we're we were in scandinavia somewhere i want to say sweden and they're playing this song and I would watch them all every night. And there was this one part where there was a kind of a drum and percussion solo thing. Cause you know, it was Alex Acuna on drums and percussion and Bill Maxwell also on drums and percussion. So they had a couple of kits and a percussion rig. So basically both Alex and Bill played drums and they had me come up and play like a timbale solo. And then we all do this riff together. So I remember that feeling at this jazz and blues festival. And there was, you know, easily 20,000 people out there. And I definitely got a rush and got the goosebumps. It was like, yeah, I, I could, I could definitely do this more. Speaking of the rush and the goosebumps, hmm. a little more recent in history. Tell us about the first time that you ever played with Sir Paul McCartney. Oh. Of course, I didn't sleep for about a week before. It was the first time I, I was going to meet him uh, to record, actually, a record. In It was for Driving Rain, uh, the starting of those sessions. And um, I can remember 
the anticipation and the nervous energy, which I never get nervous, but there is definitely nervous energy for that because, you know, he, he means so much, uh, to not only me, but to everyone. So within five minutes of shaking his hand and, and, and disarming all of that, which only he can do, um, we were, uh, recording a song. I'm trying to remember which song it was. But yeah, it was beautiful. I forget what it was, but he was playing as Hoffner and singing, and we were all in the room together. Uh, me, myself, Rusty, and Gabe Dixon, and you know, we're recording his, you know, the, one of the first songs for the record. And I'll never forget that that intensity, and and again, his kindness and his willingness to have our ideas and our input, and and it just instantly felt natural. Our special guest is drummer Abe Laboriel Jr. A lot of you know him as the drummer in Sir Paul McCartney's band. There are some great drummers out there. Anton Fig, Richie Hayward from Little Feet. So I wanted to know, what are some of your favorite drummers and why? And also, tell us about some of the people that mentored you. Oh, wow. I mean, one of my f- favorites, which happens to be someone who mentored me, is Jeff Porcaro, uh, drummer for Toto and, and countless sessions. He was like a second father to me. You know, he and, he and my father played a lot together on records. I grew up hanging out with him and, uh, going to sessions and, and, you know, he really took me under his wing and, sh- and showed me so much about not only playing the drums, but also about living life. Um, he had such a, a joie de vie, uh, and, you know, loved Italian food and loved to paint and loved to hang out in the backyard with the kids. And, you know, that was, uh, I think really important for me to see that there was so much more than just the instrument, you know, and, and the playing of it, that, that living life added so much to, to the, to the playing of it. And then other drummers that I, that I absolutely adore would be, you know, Bonham because of his intensity, his tenacity and, and his feel and his big sound. Um, you know, it's definitely why I play big drums like I do, you know. Um Stuart Copeland is another one uh for me who just his uh his intricacies and ability to play a song and flip the beat around and have it still groove the way he does, like only he can. Terry Bozio is another one from Missing Persons and Zappa fame who, uh, you know, is just one of, one of my, uh, in- inspirations, I think, you know. And what is your impression of Mr. Ringo Starr? Oh, love, 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 love him. He has an ability. First of all, he has a swing. He has a groove that, that is unmatched. And then he has an ability to play a song. And I think one of the biggest things that he, he is able to do is to play a song and, and know when not to have to, not have to like bash out the groove all the time. Like his drum parts are very intricate and really, I think, embrace the lyrics and and uh the playfulness if you will of the songs of the material i think he's great and he's a funny guy too oh yeah (laughs) yeah tell all the listeners out there about chocolate genius oh yeah well chocolate genius incorporated is uh a collection of friends um all under the leadership of mark anthony thompson who um is a dear friend of mine and a collaborator and uh someone with whom i've written a lot of music played a lot of music with and it's an ongoing uh collective which sadly lately i haven't been able to participate a lot in but uh whenever possible we play live we put out a record and and do do what we can 
man, but he is a genius singer-songwriter. He uh, was a part of Bruce Springsteen's, um, God, what was that? That last band, not the E Street, but the one with the uh, Pete Seeger sessions. He was a part of that. I think one of the one of the greatest uh, poets of our time. I hope more people get to listen to his music. You've had the opportunity to work with some of the greatest artists of all times. Mm -hmm. Which one has the most meaning to you? Oh God, that's an impossible, impossible question to answer. I mean, again, I I have been so blessed, you know, that I get to write. Get to play with some of the greatest writers of our time. Uh, Paul McCartney, Sting, Eric Clapton. You know, these are people who have written timeless songs and that every time I, I, I'm up there on the stage with them, it, it is, it's overwhelming. You know, when you think about the material and you think about getting to play Long and Winding Road with Paul and you get to think about playing Roxanne with Sting or Every Breath You Take or you get to play Layla with Eric. I mean, it's, it's, it is unbelievable, you know, so to try and say which one is impossible, you know, there are very few people in the world that can say all these things that you've listed. Yeah. But I want to know from your eyes, from the eyes of Abe Laboreal Jr., mm -hmm. when you're up on stage and you're playing the drums in front of thousands and thousands of people, mm -hmm. and everybody is there because they want to be there. Right. And every eye is on you. <laughs> and not to mention that you look over and you're playing with a band of great musicians, mm -hmm. and one of them happens to be Sir Paul <laughs> McCartney. Yeah. What is it like from your eyes? Wow, what is it like? It's beautiful. It's uh it's a beautiful dance of uh of communication. You get to see all of these eyes wide open, including ours, at the uh at the you know, just how beautiful the the experience and the interaction is. And it's a lot of fun, I gotta say. It's it's uh all of us are just laughing up there and smiling and having the best time. And we can tell that the audience is doing the same. It's a true communication of emotion, which, which is uh, very unique. You really are living your dreams. Oh yeah. So I have to ask, are there any dreams that you have yet to live out and are you trying to make them happen? Yeah. One of the things that I've been working on, in my free time, <laughs> which isn't, isn't a lot. Uh, but I, you know, I write my own music. I play guitar. I've been working on a lot of songs that eventually I do want to put out a record of, of my own music singing and playing guitar on it. That is one of the, one of the actually probably more closer goals than I've had in a long time, you know, is to do something like that. With music and with Paul McCartney, you've had the chance to go all over the world and play music. Because, you know, music is the international language. Is there one place in the world or maybe a couple that stand out that is your absolute favorite? Wow. We've had some amazing experiences where we've played in places that a lot of people don't go or don't go to often. I think one of the ones being when we got to play Moscow, we played the Red Square was um first of all we got to play the red square which is really unbelievable but also just being there and you know w with the barrier of the language 
all of that disappears and everyone's singing along every lyric to every song and loving every moment and and, and again I think the intensity of that adoration especially from a place where where they're starved for that kind of entertainment was un you know unbeatable another place that was like that was going to Tel Aviv you know a lot of people don't go there you know for whatever fears and for us to get to go there and play a, a show there, we were just there to play for the people, and it was beautiful. Simple question. There's not always an easy answer to it. What is it you like about music? It's it's the communication. It's the the interaction. The fact that it's something outside of myself that I get to tap into and get to communicate with. Our special guest is Abe Laborial Jr., Tell us something about yourself that people would be surprised to know. Wow. That I'm a, I'm a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, what, uh, wow. That I'm not as scary as I look or that, that my face isn't made out of plastic, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly you've gotten close to your bandmates. Mm -hmm. Rusty Anderson, Brian Ray... Wix Wickens and of course Sir Paul. What do these people mean to you? Oh, it's it's family. You know, um, we've been together for going on nine years now. Is it? Yeah, we're in, we're in our ninth year, I guess you could say. And um, it is amazing what a band of brothers it is. Uh, you know, we're all truly friends. You know, so there again, there's a lot of laughter. There's a lot of inside joking. There's a lot of just hanging out, and and we all look forward to every opportunity to get to do that. And then we get to make music on top of that. So it, it's a beautiful thing. They all individually mean so much to me. What song that you perform means the most to you? And secondly, of all songs from any artist, hmm. could you pick a favorite? Ooh. Ouch. I love... Oh, wow. What song do I love? You know what? With Paul, I think the song I love the most to play with him is Maybe I'm Amazed. Because that is like the ultimate love song. And to get to play it with the intensity that we get to play live, I think it, it's it's beautiful. So that's probably my favorite one to play with him. Oh, I don't know that there's an answer to the other one. It is a hard question, though, because I do treat each song with the ultimate respect that it deserves, you know? So whether we're playing dance tonight or 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 let him in or, or whatever we're we're playing it to the fullest expression that we can just speaking in terms of longevity it doesn't seem like paul mccartney is slowing down at all i mean still the last album was great yeah you got a chance to play on that and then here you guys are again on tour do you see any end in sight no no, honestly, he has more energy than us young whippersnappers have. I've never met someone who has more, again, just a, a love for life and an ability to experience it to its fullest. He, you know, goes on stage. Not only does he perform the way he does, we're singing all the songs in the original keys. He goes for about two hours before we take our first break for an encore, and he has one sip of water at that point, you know, whereas I'm back there chugging on water, dripping with sweat, trying to keep my energy up, and he's just calm and cool and full of energy. So no, there's no, there's no end in sight. He, uh, 
you know, he loves doing it. He's only doing this because he, he wants to do it. And that's, that's the beauty of it, you know, so there's no limitation. Well, tell us something about Sir Paul McCartney that we would be surprised to know. That he's a really nice guy. No, I'm kidding. Come on. Uh, God, I don't know. How could you surprise anybody when there's so much that he's already said, you know? I mean, he's been doing this for 50 years now. I think it's all pretty much been said. That's probably true. (laughs) I have two final questions. What is your all-time favorite meal? Meal? Ooh. Uh, It would definitely be pasta-related. Probably a bucatini amatriciana, which is a... uh, a nice kind of thick spaghetti with uh, bacon and onions and tomato and garlic. I like to cook, by the way. So that's that's probably one of my favorite. That with a nice Brunello de Montalcino wine on the side is like the perfect little combo. Uh, I've heard that the catering on this tour is like the best in the world. It is. It is the best in the world. And it's vegetarian, which is amazing. There's no limit to what they can make. And you would think they would be quite limited. But... um to be honest, it, it is uh, made believers out of all of us that you can eat very well as a vegetarian. Given that Paul McCartney's fandom is worldwide and music is the universal language, this broadcast is going out all over the world. So my last question to you, Abe Laboreal Jr., what would you like to say to all those people that are listening in? Well, thanks for listening, and I do hope uh, that we get to play music for you in person for years to come. Very good. Mr. Laborio, thank you very much for this interview. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Real pleasure to talk to you. Right on. Take care. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, The Entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me! The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.